Hello, my name is Shay, and welcome to Just Marcus 365, where we focus on what matters when it comes to investing. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend, and we had a pretty interesting trading session today. We had the the, the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ all down uh, pretty significantly to two and a half, almost 3%, you know, and for in case for the NASDAQ. So we had a pretty tough day today for a Monday. I've seen worse Mondays, but today is definitely not the worst Monday that I've ever seen, but I definitely have seen much worse days. Uh, today is just a, another day in the day of the week or month of volatility that we have talked about in this podcast that was coming. And, uh, and the, you know, the, the technical correction is here. Uh, and the reason we're calling it a technical correction is because it's largely due to headline risk and is, and it's basically not a fundamentals driven uh, correction, right? As the economy is growing, all the leading indicators are showing that the economy is growing, but the market is worried about what happens six months from now, and it's worried about the trade tensions and what the tariff will do to the economy, and that's what we'll talk about today. We'll talk about how these trade tensions will affect the economy. So last week on Thursday was our last uh, episode, and we talked about you know, on how the the trade tensions are really causing the volatility and the Fed uh, decision the week before really was the trigger for this downturn and it was made worse by the trade tensions and the lack of negotiations. And we said on Thursday's call uh, that I don't expect any results, good results to come out from the negotiations with China over the weekend. And we'll probably won't have a resolution or an agreement and we'll probably have to wait a few months for it. And seems like the first part of that is correct. And the second part, we'll have to wait and see. So the first part was we felt like there was not going to be any agreement this weekend. It's too much and they're, they're too far apart. And that's exactly what happened. And what happened over the weekend is things got a little bit worse. So we had the tariffs that were put in place on the 200 some odd billion dollars of imports from China uh, to 25% from 10%. And it seems increasingly likely that we're going to put an additional tariffs of $325 billion of imports. And at 10%, 25%, not sure. But with the back and forth that's going on in the media, that's what it seems like. And that's not a good sign. And there isn't a scheduled meeting between the two parties, the the U.S. and China trade committees, there isn't a a scheduled meeting anytime soon. So uh, it seems like we are in a tough situation. And of course, the Chinese also announced that they're going to put tariffs on 60 billion of U.S. agricultural products. And, And they're focusing on President Trump's constituents. Seems like the areas of of the country that had voted for him in in great numbers. So they're definitely uh, have a focus on where they want to attack President Trump and with his trade deal. And I think that, uh, again, they they called his they thought they were calling his bluff and he was not bluffing and he did what he what he said he was going to do. So that's what's going on right now. there's a lot of talk about how we are going to go into recession if these trade uh, tariffs are in place and all of that. And I disagree. You know, the economy 
is not growing as fast as it should be or, you know, with all the tax cuts and have you, but it's still growing at a decent click. It's growing at 2%. And when you're looking at, you know, 200 some odd billion dollars, uh, it's really not that much. You know, U.S. imports somewhere around $2.4 trillion annually in imports, right? So this number is really not that big of a deal. It's going to have a little, a little bit of an impact on the U.S. economy. I say a few tenths of one percent on the overall global G uh, on the U.S. GDP, but it's not going to have a significant impact. And um, you're, you know, now what does happen here is that you know we have slowed down, and we've talked about that on this podcast for many weeks now. Uh, so there's less room for error and less room for error for us to fall into a recession. So we have to be hitting in all cylinders on, the, on an efficient way. So we cannot have any more turmoil when it comes to the economy. We need the manufacturing sector to keep growing at a decent rate, where it's at currently. We need the consumer to have a little bit of a rebound, right? So when we you know go back and talk about our GDP and how it's calculated, remember it's C plus I plus G plus X, right? So what we're talking about here and is, you know, the C is the consumer, I is the the business investment, the private investment, the G is the government spending, and the X is the import export, the net, right? So, you know, in, in the short term, the net export number is going to be affected by these tariffs. But remember, that is really the the weakest portion of our GDP, right? That's usually an area that really contributes the least uh, to our growth, right? So it's really not going to be a huge impact. Now, where it may be of impact is consumer spending, the consumption, like the C of GDP. And that's where you can see this have a major impact longer term. So, for example, you know, I'm, I will go back to my T-shirt example, right? If you ha- currently buy a T-shirt for uh, $10 and this is before the tariffs, and then you had a 10% tariff on t-shirts, now it's, it's costing you $11. Now that tariff has moved up to 25%. Uh, yeah, 25%. Now that t-shirt is going to cost you $12.50 purely on the tariff issue because you are paying for that tariff as a consumer because we're importing. Now, in the short term, what companies do, let's just say this t-shirt company, Acme t-shirt company here, right is initially what they'll do is because they're not going to see all their other competitors raise prices they're going to try to absorb the cost the additional two dollars and fifty cents so with initially ten dollars now it's twelve fifty so the difference is two dollars fifty cents these t-shirt companies may initially try to absorb it but they'll do it for maybe a quarter maybe a few months but then they'll eventually pass it down to the consumer and that's when the consumer is going to be affected. So in the short term, you know, in the next couple of months, it may not be that huge of an impact on the C of GDP, uh, but it's going to be affected on the on the import-export side. But that C is eventually going to be affected through inflation, through other means, and, and the consumers may not spend as much money because they're paying more in fees. So... Uh, the t-shirt company may not absorb the cost for too long and they, they will eventually pass the cost down to, to the consumer and that's when you will see it at the, at the retails.
side of things, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Walmart, or wherever you shop. So now we've talked about why this these tariffs are affecting the market and and GDP and how things are going to flow. So going back to that a t-shirt example, the t-shirt company is going to be affected, right? Their earnings are going to be affected. Their net income is going to be affected, right? So that's why you, you're going to see the earnings per share for these companies drop, right? For for example, the S&P 500 companies, right? These multinational companies that make products in China and then import them here to the U.S. Uh, to uh, to sell, right? These multinational like Nike and others, right? So they may make things in many other countries, but China is one of the one of their major manufacturers, if you will, right? So those companies are going to see some margin compressions. Their profit margins are going to be squeezed initially until they pass down the cost to you, the consumer. So in this case, that's what's going to happen. So that's why you're seeing the market really freak out uh, with this. Now, it this is going to be a much larger issue if there isn't an agreement. And so far, the it doesn't seem so there it's going to be one because it seems like there's a lot of bickering going back and forth or there's a lot of positioning going back and forth here, right? So so that's where things are at. So that's one side of the equation. Now you, you want to look at the other side is that, you know, what we're saying is that this also uh, raises risks of a recession, right? And, um, and I think that, you know, the only reason it does it because it leaves less room for other errors to happen, whether it's the Fed funds rate uh, risk, meaning they go the wrong way with the with the Fed funds rate, or whether it's one part of, of the U.S. economy going into a recession. There's less there's less uh, wiggle room for any other issues to happen because this will take some of the GDP growth out, but not a lot, but some. And we're we're a large economy, we're a very diversified economy. So, I, but I, I'm not calling for a recession, but the probability of a recession is rising because of these tariffs. And if we put the tariffs on all of the 500 some odd billion in imports, right? That, that is definitely gonna happen. And uh, one thing what China did was they put tariffs on the US, uh, ag products that are being exported to China. Now, what's going to happen is that, you know, these farmers and ag people will find other countries to export to. If not, these exports will go into into the U.S. and you will pay less for uh, for produce at the grocery store because, you know, it's basic economics. It's supply and demand. If you have increase in, in supply, price of, of, of the product will eventually come down. So, you know, whether it's rice or whether it's uh, beans or what ha- whatever else, soy products, whatever it is, that, that's going to drop because the supply of the product is going to increase and hence you're going to pay less. So it's actually a good thing uh, for, you know, for you as, as a consumer. Now, I titled this podcast Ready, Fire, Aim. And it's I know it's incorrect because it's usually supposed to be Ready, Aim, Fire, right? And I and I put it as ready, fire, aim, it's because that I think this market is overreacting to what is going on right now. It's uh, Yes, it is a issue. It's a long-term issue. If, if there isn't a solution, 
but there's no reason for this market to drop the way it's dropping. It doesn't make any sense. It's, uh, you know, we are still growing as an economy. The fundamentals are still pretty solid. The earnings are coming in much better than expected. Uh, Revenue is coming as expected. There's no reason for us to worry on why, you know, you know, things are going a certain way. And, and, the, and they're not negative. This economy is still growing. Rates are still pretty low. The Fed is still pretty accommodating, so I'm not sure why this this um, this market is reacting the way it is. And I think that something I will point out to you right now will will tell you on what happened today is actually not as bad as you may think it was. So last week, you know, and I'll give you an example of the S and P 500, right? So last week, if if we look at on how the S and P 500 traded. And so on May 6th, it opened at about 29.08, right? That was way below its its high of the previous week of 29.50, right? So, and it closed the week out on the 10th at uh, 28.81, right? Last week, the average daily volume for the S&P 500, you know, shares within the, the S&P 500 index was about 3.5. 4 or 5 billion shares traded with a B. 3.5 billion shares traded with a B. That's the average volume. Today, we had a huge downturn, right? And remember, Friday, it was really a volatile session and the market rebounded and it actually ended up positive for the day. And that day was almost, on Friday, we had about 3.5 billion shares traded. Today, the market was down almost 2.5%, give or take, right? Uh, and the S&P only had 2.3 billion shares traded. It just means that t- today you had a downturn was because we had mostly s- sellers there. There weren't a lot, a lot of sellers, but there probably weren't many buyers because they're trying to just kind of price in what's going on. So even though you had the Dow down over 600 points, you had the S&P down, you know, you know, uh, almost two and a half percent. But it's actually not bad of a day because if this volume number was from 2.3 to, I don't know, 4 billion or 5 billion shares, that I'd be worried, right? Because then you had a lot of sellers coming in and and there was a major, major issue. But because it's only 2.3 billion shares traded today on the volume side, this, this, this can turn around pretty quickly, right? So I'm not too, too worried about this this market right now it doesn't seem though this is a real fundamental shift in in the market and and i would not be surprised if the nasdaq the dow and the s p all you know begin to you know float in a tight range right so because you know it is pretty close to the initial uh support level that we talked about last week and uh and i think that this is going to be either in a tight range or, or this market's going to bounce because I don't think there is a huge risk of a recession still. We have areas of the market, that's, um, areas of the economy that are weak, but we do not have a lot of information out there stating that we're, we are getting ready for a recession. And the yield curve, again, going back to my previous weeks of podcast, that does not tell you we're going into a recession, right? It's because the yields globally are very low, a lot of demand for U.S., long-term yields and hence while you're seeing the long-term side of the of the yield curve 
having lower yields and that's because of that and now you have a little bit of a risk off trade right a lot of risk off trade going on and people are going and buying uh, the u.s treasury and that's why you're seeing the the 10-year u.s treasury trading at 2.4 percent it was last week and that's what you that's why you're seeing all of this happen right so these these are all seems like to me uh short-term issues right now nothing that is long term and so i don't think you should be worried but if if this type of uh, volatility worries you and you have a high octane portfolio like all equity portfolio where you have all stocks or you have a pretty aggressive portfolio where 80 percent of your holdings are stocks then it's time for you to reassess your portfolio and if, if you are worried about your portfolio this is a good time to rebalance your portfolio this is you know again if you're not comfortable with the risk and you're and, and you're worried you know use this time to rebalance your portfolio to the appropriate risk level and and talk to your advisor out there and go and talk to them and and ask them hey i'm kind of worried what should i do and and let them advise you you know let them earn their money right and advise you on how you should, you should reallocate your portfolio if you're really worried about your your portfolio declining the amount it has right and uh and of course your uh, advisor will ask you a few questions about the risk level and what's appropriate and you know please answer as honestly as possible so that's what you have to do so ready fire aim right G going back to that so the investors were ready to sell if they had bad news they sold now they're going to realize that the economy is fine the earnings are fine the u.s multinational are fine and they're going to say oh okay then you know they fired they sold and now, and now they're going to aim and they're going to say oh everything is fine then they'll buy back in right that's what's really really what's going to happen and then they'll buy back in areas where, where there's some value and uh this market was overbought from a technical standpoint that's no question there and we and we called it correctly but i'm also saying that this downturn doesn't make any sense either right it does not make any sense uh in terms of like the the ver the veracity by what on how it's it's going on right it's just headline risk and headline risk are usually just very short term um, and they last from for maybe a few weeks to a month or a couple months at most so you can see this volatility happen for a while but uh in my mind, I don't think um, I don't think it's going to last too long because there's too much growth and too much money to be made out there. And there's too much liquidity out there. Rates are still low. It doesn't make investors to go into bonds. And there's money to be made. Money is being made, and there's a lot of capital. You know, you have a lot of IPOs, and you know, you know, and the M&A activity is picking up and has picked up. So, so you're seeing a lot of money to be made. That money has to go somewhere. And it's going to go into the stock market. It's, it just does not make any sense to put that money in a 10-year treasury where it's paying 2.4%. You know, inflation's historically is 2%, 2.5%, right? So why would you put your money there? You're not going to make any money for 10 years if you do that, right? So so that's why, you know, equities, stocks are still the the, the place to be. But you have to balance your, your risk level in the portfolios. So, you know, so just think about those kind of things. So now a quick update on the earnings side of things. So we had about 90% of the S&P 500 companies that have reported their earnings and the revenue. And about, uh, I would say about 76% have reported better than expected earnings. And about 59% have surprised on the on the revenue side, on the upside. So, so if you remember when we talked about 
before the earnings season started, uh, we expected a decline in earnings of about three and a half to four percent. Um, the earnings so far, with ninety percent of the S and P five hundred companies reporting, earnings are coming in just around negative 05 percent. So they're basically flat. Uh, you know, when it comes to the decline, expected decline. So it's coming in much better than expected, which. You, you know, on this podcast we talked about, it, which is not out of the question because companies have learned to manipulate their EPSs. Now, the area that makes you feel a little bit comfortable is that the revenue side is coming in much better than expected. That's an area you can't really manipulate too much. And um, and that is definitely a good, good sign. Uh, one area of just slight, slight worrying me um, as we're, we're going through this process is the earnings guidance. Remember, only about like 70 some odd companies um, uh, issue guidance and so far about 65 of them have reported negative guidance right so and only 17 have reported positive guidance and you're seeing this as a major issue uh, this could be an issue in the future you know these companies could be just being very conservative in their approach to their guidance and they don't want to get killed by the analysts and investors if they don't make the numbers. So that's why they're probably doing that. Uh, but uh, but that could be one reason. But the other could be that, that they're seeing some decline that we're not seeing here in the economic indicators. And that could be also that. So we're going to be very, very, hot, uh, very, very mindful about what we're looking at as, as numbers and trying to figure out where we're seeing weakness and where um, and I'll do some additional analysis and we'll we'll get into some of the nitty-gritty on which companies are you know guiding negative and positive hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today i i really enjoyed uh, talking about the, the market today and the volatility this, these are the fun times you know as an investor as a money manager it really really it, these are exciting times this is when everything is challenging it like for me the most boring time for the market is when the market is just rising and rising you know, that's not fun I like when there's volatility. I like this is the the time I really really enjoy everything I do when when it comes to the markets. Now, if you guys enjoyed today's podcast, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Please follow us on all the other platforms: Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, all of them. That we're on all of them basically. So, anyways, have a wonderful rest of the day, and uh, until tomorrow, take care. Please remember this podcast is for information purposes only and presenters will make every effort to provide accurate information, but assumes no responsibility for accuracy. You should not construe any such information or other materials as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there cannot be any assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or products, or non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in this podcast will be profitable, equal any corresponding indicated historical performance levels, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. Due to various factors, including changing market conditions or applicable laws, the content may not, no longer be reflective of current opinions or positions. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this podcast serves as a receipt or 
as a substitute for personal investment advice from your advisor. To extent you should have any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issues discussed, you are encouraged to consult with your professional advisor of your choosing.